You're listening to the Heart-Centered Service Podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 29 of Heart-Centered Service. In this episode, we are talking about the habits that you need to develop in order to become a successful freelancer. By the way, this is like my favorite thing to talk talk about. Um, Being your own boss is awesome um, because it brings so much freedom into your day, but it also comes with a lot of responsibility. You're responsible for managing your own time, your own paycheck, and choosing your priorities. There's literally nobody else telling you what to do with all of that stuff. Um, So building and running a successful service-based business comes down to really the small decisions and the small things that you do every day, because these little decisions add up and they accumulate over time. Um, So in one of my favorite books that I've read recently, um, The Power of Habit, the author Charles Duhigg explains how like 99% of the things that we do every day are completely on autopilot. And it's actually a good thing because like, think about it. If you had to think about every little thing that you did every day, like I just saw Krista take a drink of water. Like if she had to like consciously make that decision all the time, that would just drive you crazy. You'd lose your mind. Um, But as a freelancer and really anybody, I would advocate anybody, but um, as someone who wants to build a better life for yourself, it's so important that you think about what things you're doing on autopilot and really curate your habits to fit the person and the business owner that you want to become. So yeah, we're going to start by Krista and I are going to share some of the habits that we really value. And then we're going to go into how you can observe and um, like create the habits that you want to be having. So yeah, um, Krista, do you want to start us off? Yeah, um, I think it's really funny that you pointed out that I was drinking. Yeah, I took a drink of water. I didn't even like I didn't even realize it. But I do have this habit, right? I carry around a two liter water bottle with me everywhere. And it's just so um, I stay hydrated. Also, so I use less plastic. Um, But it's really amazing how there are just these small things that we don't even think about. I'm super excited also to talk about habits. This is one thing that I really love talking about as well, Fran. Um, But people are really quite guarded about their habits. Um, So it's not like, it's not easy to have this conversation sometimes. Um, So I am really excited to nerd out about this today. Yeah, me too. And um, oh my gosh, I always have a glass of water next to me. And I think that it's something that I never think about either. And like, I always I value like, (laughs) being hydrated too. And I'm, I'm somebody with a really big sweet tooth. So if I'm like really thirsty, and I don't have anything around me, I'm gonna like want to buy like an apple juice or something. So yeah, that's just an example of um, a little sneak peek into how you can um, sort of like support healthy habits and strong habits over what you know your default to be. So anyway, just a little. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, One of the habits that I um, am really trying to subscribe to is eating a healthy diet. And for me, that looks really different for other people. 
um, for example, I'm trying to limit myself to two meals per day because I feel like I don't really need more. Um, and so when, so when I'm hungry, uh, the other day I tried this, I was just, I just drank a bunch of water and, um, and I wasn't hungry until dinner time. And then I just had like a nice hearty meal at dinner and I like, and so this kind of intermittent fasting, I don't, it's not like an intentional intermittent fasting. I'm really just like, um, trying to eat intuitively. Um, but it, it's supposed to have benefits. Like people, people, I tell people that I'm trying to limit my meals to one or two per day. And they're like, Oh, are you intermittent fasting? So I actually don't know <laughs> anything about inter intermittent fasting. Um, but there are benefits. Um, I think one of them is like more energy. Um, and I do feel like, um, with the, with my healthy diet, with a healthy diet, I have to be really intentional about like eating vegetables. Um, and I also try to limit my carbs. Um, so if you don't know, I'm Asian, so I love rice. I grew up basically like eating rice, drink, maybe drinking rice out of the bottle. Um, so it's, it's actually really difficult for me to limit my white rice consumption. Um, I feel like white rice, yes, it's so filling and it's so delicious, but it also, um, I think it contributes to me feeling really groggy. So right now um, I am, yeah, we're like trying to be really conscious about what I eat, eat more vegetables, eat less. Um, and yeah, so that, that's what he healthy eating looks like for me, but healthy eating um, and eating intuitively looks different for everyone. Uh, I would recommend listening to uh, Caitlin Ball's podcast. I'm not sure what her podcast is called, but you can go to caitlinball.com um, for like more information about healthy healthy but intuitive eating and like really just like eating in a way that makes you happy That's yeah I'm really on. glad I'm glad we're starting out with the a conversation about health because I think that really the foundation of being a good business owner and being good at anything really just comes with it, it starts with taking care of yourself so I'm glad we're starting with this uh, even though we're not really experts <laughs> You should definitely like take our advice with a grain of salt when it comes to like health and diets and stuff. Um, and I too don't know what intermittent fasting is exactly. I believe it's like you pick like a six hour period where you're allowed to eat and then the rest of the day you like basically fast. Um, and I don't really practice it either, but I do. Um, I try to keep the habit of I don't really eat anything after 6 p.m. Um, which is why oh, Krista and a lot of my friends will say, like, they make fun of me for, like, having a, a grandma bedtime and a grandma, like, dinner time. Um, but the reason I do that is because I, like Krista, I'm not Asian, but I have lived in Asia, and I love carbs a lot. Maybe that's, yeah, I just love carbs a lot. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> when you're living in Asia, there's, like, a lot of rice and um, oily stuff. And... Yeah, so um, yeah, it can really affect your energy levels. It even, like, affected, like, the volume of my hair. Like, I saw changes in my body from, you know, being there. And um, when um, – I think Krista has a really good point with, like, being really intuitive about eating when you're hungry because it actually takes energy for your body to digest food, um, which is why I'm really intentional about not eating very close to my bedtime because it actually affects the quality of your sleep 
if you are eating too close to your bedtime and you're not because your body's trying to digest food while it's also trying to restore itself while you're sleeping. And, um, and I actually have, I've had this habit for a couple of years now where I get up very, very early in the morning. I actually wake up at five o'clock in the morning and, um, it's really important to me that I am, um, prioritizing high quality sleep. And that, uh, that starts with being mindful about what I eat and when I eat. So I'm glad we're starting out with this. Yes. Oh, it's, this kind of stuff is really important to me. Um, I love going to sleep at a reasonable hour and yeah. Um, but I think it's also really important to say like, I, all, both of our habits, I think, shift over time based on what's best for us and what we feel is important. For example, like right now, I'm not drinking alcohol, um, but that doesn't mean that saying saying no to alcohol is the best habit for everyone to build. So if you're listening to this, like, don't feel bad or guilty for not having the same habits. Just think about what habits that you want to build into your lifestyle based on your goals and what's important for you and, and what you enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of the same. I actually haven't had alcohol in like probably a whole, maybe more than a year by now. Um, because again, it goes back to just like prioritizing the quality of my sleep and prioritizing like having a really high functioning mind and body. Um, and I personally don't get anything good out of alcohol. I don't enjoy anything about it. So like for me, it's only like when I drink, it's just messing with my body and I don't enjoy it. So I just don't see any point in drinking at all. Um, but you know, obviously like if you're somebody who enjoys a glass of wine, um, and you can, um, moderate it, um, then that's, that's perfectly fine. Yes. Yeah, so I miss having a glass of wine with dinner. Let me tell you, <laughs> um, this is definitely a challenge. I'm kind of like, I told someone the other day, I'm playing a game with myself, basically. Like there's at this point, there's no reason why, like, I can't have a glass of wine at dinner other than, like, I'm testing myself and seeing how far I can go. It's, like, a really sadistic game I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Krista is a gamer, so she plays games with herself about <laughs> a lot of things, just, see. <laughs> but I <Yeah>. love that. <laughs> the, the reason why I even got into freelance and online business was like because I saw it as a game actually I think I moved my addiction for video games into online business so that's one thing <laughs> <laughs> that's probably healthy <laughs> <laughs> but um one thing that um or one habit that I have had to build since I do have an addictive personality is knowing when to step away. And so the habit that I am working on building is yes, knowing when to step away and also scheduling time to step away. So earlier I was working and I reached kind of like the end of things that I had to do for the day. And, um, I was feeling, I was like feeling like I was getting to the point of mental exhaustion. So, that was an indicator for me like okay yeah you're allowed to step away from the computer just take a walk, nice long walk home and um and just take it easy for the rest of the evening and i think this is like really good for my sanity <laughs> um but in addition to that like scheduling time to step away i'm a child of workaholics i love my parents i love the work ethic that they installed in me um but this also means that as someone who grew up on the computer and who loves the computer and who has a million 
project ideas for the computer, I have to schedule time to step away. And um, that means like trying hobbies that maybe make me feel uncomfortable even. And this is just something also I do to challenge myself. <laughs> so maybe this sounds terrifying to you and you don't want to do it. But um, yeah, so these are some like weird habits that I'm trying to build based on um, based on, I guess, the person I am and also um, the person I am morphing into uh, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I like that you brought up the knowing when to step away because that's actually uh, a habit that I have um, developed as a, as a business owner is I, I'm like you, I'm, I'm kind of the child of workaholic parents. Um, again, like I love both my parents. They're both really hardworking people. Um, my dad has his own, he, he, he has his own business with his friend and he basically is on his computer like 12 hours a day. Like when he's not sleeping, he's on his computer or on his tablet. And, um, and like, that's just the world that we live in. When I'm in Chiang Mai with you guys, there's always somebody in the co-working space like 24 seven, um, because I think that it's really hard to know when to step away because we live in such a go, go, go busy badge culture and setting those boundaries with not only my work, but also with my technology has been one of the most important habits that I have developed. Um, at the end of the day, which I usually end my work day, um, because again, I get up very early. I start my work day very early, which is, I'll get into that later. That's one of my like keys that's one of my cornerstone habits is my early morning um but i so i finish my work day around the afternoon sometimes i'll go into like the early evening but then when i'm done i shut down everything i close my email i close my browser i close my laptop and i am not on that screen for the rest of the evening um, i try to spend my evening like doing things that are not staring at a screen just because like my work day involves me staring at a screen. Um, so like I'm, I'm a knitter. I love to read. I love to journal. I love to draw. Um, I love to be around people because, you know, I love human beings. Um, and I love animals. I love all beings. But spending evening time away from my technology and like not thinking about the stuff on my computer without thinking about my work. That is such an important habit because I want to live a full life. I don't want it to just be all about my business. I love my business, I love what I do, and I love my work projects, but I don't want that to be my entire life. I don't want anything to be my entire life. I want my life to be a very diverse, versatile like collection of experiences. Ooh. So, yeah, so um, it's really important to me that I have those boundaries in place. Um, and it's, it's for those of you who don't have those boundaries yet, like no shame. When you start to implement that, when you start to um, make yourself step away from your work, at first it's really scary because you're like thinking like, oh my God, like what if this person emails me and I'm not there to respond to it. Um, I'm on live chat channels with my clients. So like they message me in the evening and I get it the next morning and I, that, you know, it's okay that it, they just have to wait. Um, and I can understand that because of the world we live in, that might bring some anxiety to people, but I mean, just, it is so important to, to like have a life outside of work. And I feel like boundaries is something that you should definitely, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Prioritize. Um, and we have an entire episode about boundaries. Um, episode, is it 24? Yeah, episode 24. Um, so you can check that out if you want to learn more about that. Yes, definitely. Like if you, um, one of the things that Elizabeth said in that episode was um, how if something like if something is okay sometimes if you're doing something and it's okay sometimes for example um, replying to messages in the evening but then other times it frustrates you then it it's probably a boundary problem so if you can resonate with that if you are experiencing any type of like frustration by like sometimes like something is okay and sometimes it's not then you should definitely listen to episode 24. Yes, absolutely. And even like how some things are okay sometimes. Sometimes I'm on my computer in the evenings. Like um, just recently I was binging YouTube videos because like that was just how I chose to spend my evening. I was watching productivity and bullet journaling videos because I was like kind of on, I'm, I'm a little bit on a bullet journaling streak right now because um, I'm setting up for 2020. Um, but so somebody, I had a client message me while I was on my computer late into the evening and I replied like, hi, I'm on my computer because I'm binging YouTube. Like, <laughs> what's up? And I had a conversation with her, which is not normal. Like, I don't usually talk to my clients like in the after office hours quote. Um, but, you know, I just like felt comfortable enough to clarify that like I am on my free time right now, but I'm happy to talk if because I was like it was fine. Um, so, yeah. and. Um, that kind of brings me into a, another point um, that I might make, uh, that I might like build on a little bit later. Once you have these really strong habits in place, like I think it, there's different schools of thought of how long it takes to form a habit. Like some will say like 90 days, some will say 21 days. I don't know. There's some habits that I've had for like years. Um, and I think that once you have that habit really strong, you can be a little more flexible with, um, like sometimes sometimes you can be a little bit lenient with yourself because you know that the habit is strong and that you can fall back and it's actually your default so hope that makes sense oh yeah like you know that you you're not going to go to the bad habit which is like an easy crutch because the reason why we fall into bad habits or we take on bad habits is because they make us feel comfortable right mm -hmm. so um yeah so developing healthy habits and then like sometimes um like oh okay so developing healthy habits and then sometimes letting yourself like get loose is, is totally okay and it's so human um for example one of our friends matthew he keeps a spreadsheet of habits that he's doing for example eating healthy and so he he allows himself like every two weeks or something to have like two days of cheat days so he can eat anything his heart desires for these two days and so he keeps this he keeps this habit of eating healthily um he tracks them i think with like green like it's probably like a really positive color um and then <laughs> if he has like 10 or 14 days of green boxes and he gives himself those two days of binge eating or like eating whatever he wants wow i really want to see matthew's spreadsheet now good for you matthew <laughs> <laughs> so we talk a lot, a lot about my love of spreadsheets um on this podcast i think but uh a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago actually like a couple months ago at this point um 
he was like, oh, yeah, I was just having this boring conversation with someone. I was like, oh, well, what was the conversation about? And he was like, spreadsheets. I was like, that is so cool. Boring. <laughs> I know why we're friends. <laughs> but I guess getting back on the topic of a couple more healthy habits that uh, I think are really important. Um, we're talking a lot about boundaries with technology. For me, um, a couple of the boundaries that I have with technology um, are not having push or browser notifications. And so the browser notifications were the hardest for me to, to get rid of. I actually held on to browser notifications for, for example, um, Facebook Messenger for a long time. Because then, then like, oh, when someone messages me, if it's important, then um, I'll get it. Um, but a month or two ago, I finally turned browser notifications for Messenger off. So I just check Messenger like when I um, when I think about it, which is frequently still. Um, but I'm not instantly there all the time. <laughs> and yeah, so and I also keep the same for my phone, like no push notifications except WhatsApp. People barely text me on WhatsApp. Um, and I'm starting to develop the habit of when I work, I'm putting my phone in a place where I can't see it. This makes a huge difference because if something's taking a long time to load, I just like grab my phone and then all of a sudden I'm like browsing Instagram. The thing is loaded and I'm still like just finishing up, you know. Um, but now I am not relying on this crutch. I'm trying to put my phone like in my backpack or even just like away behind my laptop where I can't see it so that I'm not thinking about it. Um, and yeah, so this is a habit I'm trying to build. That is so, so important. And with the notifications, I actually still get browser notifications, but you're kind of inspiring me to turn them off. I recently deleted, not recently, this was too, this was not recently at all. This was the beginning of 2018. I deleted all the social media off of my phone with the exception of Facebook Messenger and Instagram, and I, I basically don't have any notifications on my phone. That hasn't been something that's happened um, for a couple years now. And um, what was I, where am I going with this? Oh, okay. So these websites and these apps, particularly like social media and messengers, and they're literally designed to continue to pull our attention back to them every day because Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all of social media, they, it, it, it profits them to have our attention. That's their objective. They want as much attention as possible because they're basically selling our attention to like other people then. Um, that's, that's literally their business model. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah, so they're constantly trying to steal your attention. Um, and we live in a world where we have to be incredibly mindful of protecting ourselves from these, these entities that are constantly working to sidetrack us. So I think it's, it's so important that um, I, I, too, work with my phone away from me. Um, because even, like, if I'm, like, watching a video for something or if I'm getting like if I'm writing and I get bored with what I'm writing I'll, I'll like feel tempted to pick up my phone um and I think that training yourself to like how you said like when you when things are loading you you like you pick up your phone I think that we're kind of wired to not be really good at waiting anymore because our we, things move so mm. fast in today's world and I think like 
practicing just being able to just wait for something and be in the moment is is so important because we're we're losing that ability and we have to really protect that like being able to just wait in line without scrolling through your phone in fact i actually don't even like have a phone number and when i'm abroad i like don't have any kind of like data plan <laughs> and i did that because i i it was kind of weird <laughs> at first um try, like telling people that i like don't really have access to a phone unless i can like hook up to wi-fi um it was mostly because i was being a little bit cheap but i found that um it when I'm out and I know that my phone, I don't have access to the internet and stuff. Um, it's made me like, it's forced me to just become a human and like look around me and like actually wait in line instead of like scrolling through Instagram. Um, so yeah, it's so that, that it's just so important that, and that's like, so, that, that goes back to like the little things that we do every day, like the little moments that we can build in our day where we're just like being a person without a screen. Oh yes, it's a hard life, <laughs> but it, it's so true. Like I go to my phone for a lot. Like, yes, there's just this, like, it's crazy how there's this, um, this like, what is it? It's like a draw to like pick up my phone and just like scroll a bit mm -hmm. when I'm, when I'm bored. Um, yeah if you think about it the phones that we have like if you have an iphone or a, or a smartphone you have more that phone is a stronger computer than was like used to navigate the moon mission like it, it, it's insane and that computer it's its main objective is to get you to look at it so like it's powerful. I'm, I'm not trying to like be a conspiracy theorist here, but you know, we've got a really powerful piece of technology with us all the time and all it wants is our attention. So it's important that we're aware of that. And on yeah. the, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. And if you can control like the um, amount of attention that you're giving to your phone or to notifications then you can just be a more productive human being like or a freelancer you know and um and there are there can be benefits as well um for like your personal life and your your just your human beingness not just productivity um it's really about how you look at it and the value that you see from building these habits Totally. And on the subject of not looking at the phone, okay, I'm going to talk about my morning routine now because this is like the joy of my life. So the component number one of my morning routine is that I actually sleep with my phone across the room from me. Um, when I can, I put it in like a different room. Like that would that would be ideal, but right now I just have it across on the other side of the room. So I, I put it, so like, let me just start with the night before. I put my phone on the dresser, I go to bed and like I'm reading and stuff. And I like the last hour of my day, there's no technology. Um, my phone is like by itself, it's been put to bed for the night. And that's very important because I don't like to look at screens right before I go to sleep because obviously everyone knows that kind of affects your, I'm, I'm just such a nerd with sleep quality because I have to be very intentional about it because of how early I wake up. So like I'm a nerd with like anything about quality of sleep. So yeah. And then um, my alarm goes off at 5am. I get up and I turn it off and then I don't touch my phone for like the first half hour to 45 minutes of my day. 
and I meditate and I do yoga. This is five o'clock in the morning, by the way. And I journal and I pull out my bullet journal and my planner and I set my priorities for the day. So this is why my morning, my morning routine is like so, so important to me. And it fluctuates over time, but it basically has those same components, meditation, yoga, or some kind of exercise, journaling, and then setting priorities. Um, and the reason it's so, so important to me is before I check in with the world, I have all of this time to really take care of myself and take care of my, my soul and my body and my mind and deciding what I really want out of my day. Um, and this kind of goes into like, I, I don't check my email until around noon. Um, as a freelancer, you know, you obviously have clients, you have projects you're working on, you might have collaborations, like depending on what's going on in your business. So there's a lot of people that want things from you. And we do our work on a computer, which again, our computers are just like the phone. They're machines that are like literally programmed to capture our attention and keep it. Um, so it's so important that we're taking the time to get really clear on what we want to be producing that day and what we think is the most important that day before we allow other people to sort of dictate what should be on our to-do list for the day or what they need from us. Um, because there's a place for that. Yeah, like there's definitely a place to be taking care of other people's demands and needs. Um, but unless you're putting your priorities first, it's going to be really hard to advance as a business owner, I think. And you're always going to like end your day feeling like you didn't really get done what you, what, what was important to you. Um, so yeah, again, like I wake up really early and this is a habit I worked really hard to cultivate. I started by work waking up at 6am for a while and then I pushed it back. There was even a period of time when I was waking up at 4am. Um, and then I decided to go back to 5am because um, I was just like, there's, there's really no point. Um, but I think this has been, I call it my like cornerstone or Charles Duhigg power of habit would say it's like the keystone habit because it, sets off like a domino effect of all the other positive habits that I have. So like daily meditation, yoga, and journaling by waking up early, then I'm sort of like, I, I do all of those other things because I woke up early. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into like how to like cultivate these habits into your life, but yeah, setting a keystone habit and then letting other habits piggyback off of it is the most effective way that you can like really design your day. So yeah, if you want to like learn more about waking up early and stuff, you can message me on Instagram or something and I can send you a bunch of resources because if you haven't woken up at 5am, it's going to sound really daunting to you. And it's because like you actually have to like train yourself to do that. And there's a process to it and I can help you with that if you are interested. So yeah. Ooh, nice. And, um, Friend, what do, would you say to someone who is um, interested in developing this keystone habit or like finding out like, finding out what keystone habit was right for them? Like what's the process behind that? Yeah, so when you're building habits, um, you have to do this one at a time. Um, one of the, so 
one of the biggest mistakes that people can make when they're trying to build new habits is that they're going to like pick like eight different things that they want to do and try to implement it all at once. But you really have to implement one habit at a time and really like let them solidify one at a time. Um, so first you have to really decide what your priorities are. So what are the things that you want to achieve? What kind of life do you want to be building? And like, what are your main what are your main priorities? So like, let's say like one person might be like, okay, I want to like, I have a lot of career related goals right now. And then another person might be like, I have a lot of like personal and health related goals right now. Those two people are going to be prioritizing different habits. So decide like which area of your life you want to start with. And then you have to observe yourself and observe what your current have, what your current habits are. Um, which habits do you already have that might be really positive? Like the water drinking habit. I never really thought of it. I just always have had a glass of water around with me. So like maybe you have stuff like that, that, um, you know, you just sort of cultivated and you didn't really know, but it's actually a very positive habit that happens a lot. Um, and you might have some habits that are not so positive and, um, and yeah, and then that's how you're going to pick which have which new habit you want to implement like which neg which um not so good habit do you want to replace with a better habit and um again if you if this is something you really want to get into i definitely recommend the book power of habit by charles duhigg because he talks about how um it's really hard to like overwrite an existing habit because of the way your brain is wired and i'm not going to get into that because it's going to take me forever to explain it but just remember that like habits are loops that are in in your brain and you actually can't you can't actually make the loop go away so like for me i have a sweet tooth like anytime i'm hungry or thirsty the first thing i want is something sweet and that's a loop that i can't really change it's all it's just there um but i can take steps to overwrite the loop so like i know what my triggers are to go for sweet things um usually like sometimes <laughs> you sometimes it's like a time of day like if, if we're getting into the afternoon if i start to feel hungry those are like triggering my like okay time to go for something sugary and sweet um and i use that trigger and i replace it with something better like there's a glass of water right next to me so i'm just going to drink from that or there's already a salad in the fridge that's prepared for me so i'm going to go for that um and or like i have this like bowl of pretzels here so pretzels are not i don't know if they're actually healthy but like maybe that's better than a cookie you know so um yeah. setting yourself up to like overwrite those loops with something more positive um that's the basics of how you do it and this is all backed by science and it's all in power of habit that's so amazing. Uh, it, it's like paying attention to your triggers. For example, me being aware that, oh yeah, when something's taking a long time to load, I go for my phone and, and replacing it. So like really like observing yourself because not everyone has the same triggers that I do. So yeah, being really present in what you're doing and paying attention to yourself and then like, Ah, well, I don't want to have this habit, so how can I replace it with something different or better? Yeah, yeah, and for you, like, the something loading, that was the trigger to go for the phone. So what can you, like, and I'm not, you don't actually have to answer this. This is just, like, a rhetorical question. Like, what is the thing that you can um, replace the phone with? 
Um, so when you're triggered to like pick up your phone, like what can you pick up instead? An example for me is I actually broke the habit of, I used to chew on the ends of pencils, which is like, the, it was the most disgusting habit ever. And I ruined all my pencils. Um, and it was like when I was reading something on my screen, um, cause I'm, I'm a copywriter and a content marketer. So like I spend a lot of time reading stuff and I'll, I'll like have the end of a pencil in my mouth or like when I'm editing a podcast episode, I'll like have a pencil in my mouth and I have crystals that I, instead of like, I, instead of chewing on a pencil, I pick up a crystal and I like mess with it. It's all just about like having something else to do with my hand. And I wear um, rings. I don't have any on right now, um, but I wear rings on my fingers that I can like mess with so that I don't put a pencil in my mouth and end up with a bunch of mouth diseases and gross pencils. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love how you have things like rings to just like, yeah, just play with instead of chew on something. Um, I think this is also why people use fidget spinners. I started playing with my first fidget spinner and I found so much um, joy and peace. <laughs> but it's it just like, it, it can be something to just like fiddle with that replaces another habit. Like, yeah, like chewing on something like, oh, well, I'll fiddle with this instead um, to, yeah. And now I won't get a mouth disease. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a, a lot of habits like come from the fact, I mean, this is actually just my theory. So like take this with a grain of salt. I feel like, again, like we live in a culture where sitting still is really difficult for us and just being is very difficult for us. So a lot of times we're reaching for things like our phones or TV or food, like literally because we're bored. Um, and I know a lot of people who pick up like different methods of crafting like for me um i knit in the evening which is a lot better than just staring at instagram all evening um gives me something to do and um because i love to listen to podcasts and a lot of time when i'm listening to a podcast i'm just sitting there so like i'll start to pick up instagram and like scroll while i'm listening to a podcast and i don't know um not like then I just get annoyed because I get really like into the Instagram and I'm not listening to the podcast anymore. Yeah. Um, so I knit instead, or like I knit when I'm watching TV and that replaces the need for me to like be on my phone. It's actually been, I've been knitting people Christmas presents. So I've been very busy with that. Everyone's getting a handed Christmas present this year. Um, so I have really not been on Instagram for quite some time now because I've been so consumed with that in my free time. Um, so yeah, like replacing is just, is, is you can't just overwrite the need to like be on your phone or eat sugar or you, you literally cannot overwrite it. Your brain is stronger than you. Sorry to say, um, but you can outsmart your brain and you can rewrite the habit loop instead of um, just trying to ignore it. Because when you ignore it, that's when your brain is going to wrestle you into submission. <laughs> I love it. I love how you really humanize the brain as well, because yes, our brains, they do a lot. Um, so yeah, I think that that's honestly really cool uh, to like, think about what, like be conscious about what you're doing. And I guess ask yourself, like, does this contribute to the goals that I want? And then if it doesn't, then find ways to replace it. For example, no, I don't really want to or need to be scrolling on Instagram while I'm listening to a podcast and watching something. So 
let me replace it with this hobby instead. And now you're knitting Christmas presents for everyone. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot more relaxing and a lot more productive than than Instagram. <laughs> it's so cool. I've been spending so much time on Instagram lately. I really need to figure out a way, a, a hobby like you to replace this with. I guess sometimes I, instead of like scrolling on Instagram, I'll pull up YouTube and sing karaoke. Um, but <laughs> yeah, just, just like these random, these random things. But yeah, um, I love your insight. <laughs> oh, that was a good moment. <laughs> yeah, we were just both complimented each other. Like At about the same two time. pretty different things. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, for us. I haven't cried lately on this podcast, but I think I'm going to. <laughs> well, on that note, while you're while we're crying over this mushy moment, um, do you have any other habits that you wanted to share? Um, I see that you you did mention, okay, so one thing I wanted to highlight that you put on the outline is you mentioned toggle um, and keeping uh-huh. track of your time. And yeah, I, I so I kind of want to hear more about that because I have kind of failed at the toggle habit a few times because I've tried to Ooh. do it too. So yeah. Yeah. So what toggle forces me to do, uh, the way that I use it is it forces me to stay on one task um, because if I press the stop timer, Uh, because I'm checking a message or because I'm doing something else, then I treat that as like, oh, like, why are you shifting your focus? Because there's so much benefit in deep work and staying focused and not multitasking. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, So toggle uh, and keeping my time, just it forces me to to stay focused on the task at hand instead of switching from project to project because I balance a lot of different projects. So um, Toggle, oh, so Toggle, yeah, is a time tracking app. I use it to track my client work. I also use it to track time that I spend on the podcast. Um, and yeah, does, does that answer your question? I, it's not so much that um, Toggle presents good habits, but it can be used to definitely build good habits, like staying focused. Yeah, I've tried to use Toggle, but I sometimes I'll like start my workday and forget about it because um, I don't really bill people on time that I spend. Um, so it's not something that's in the front of mind for me. But I think knowing how you use your time is is like it's it's so valuable to be able to like track that. And, um, yeah, and I think that toggle itself is a habit, like being able to pull it up in the morning and like type in what you're about to work on and start the timer. So, yeah. Yes. And I love to say, especially as a video gamer, um, it's a great way to look at your, your like past game history or your past time history and then see and evaluate and analyze. I love analyzing things, um, but analyze, okay, are the habits that I'm working to build, thanks to listening to Heart Centered Service, are my habits affecting the, time, like the way that I spend my time? Um, because you can really see, like, I can, I've been, I've looked um, at, like, my time, my time working and stuff, my time billing, um, so like in December and January and February, and this month is November, right? But I've used that to compare 
and contrasts like how my habits are doing and how my lifestyle affects my work. Um, and I only build or I only track, I only track time that is like focused, right? So if I'm not focused then I use toggle to, I press stop and I don't track that time necessarily. So I can see like, okay, so which months, uh, am I really focused and which months am I not? And I really think this is so great because then you can really see how your different habits or your different lifestyle and basically everything that you're doing um, contributes to more or less work. Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, And I think that like creating some kind of system where you're keeping track of what you're doing with your time and actually like again, like just the act of pulling up toggle and putting something in there and starting the timer, it like triggers like, okay, now I'm, I'm starting this task. And it's kind of like, there's a lot of different ways to do this too. Like there's toggle, there's something called the Pomodoro method where you set a timer for 25 minutes and you work for that 25 minutes without stopping. And you like, there's one where you do 25 minutes with five minute breaks and like, um, I think 45 minutes and 10 minute breaks. I don't know the exact, um, like, ratio there or I've actually started time tracking in my bullet journal um, because I want to be able to have access to that data of like where my time is actually going and yeah I think that the the act of doing that is like step one of building strong habits which is to observe your current habits that's what you want to do is like actually collect data on what what is my life right now Um, and then like the act of it makes you so much more focused um, so I think it's just like a win-win right there. Yes, definitely. Like you are tracking what you're doing and then you can also see how, how you're doing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, yeah, I'm tracking how I'm doing, but like the act of tracking makes me perform better, you know? <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Like for, totally like when I press this, the play button on Togo like I'm I'm there I mean business and uh I don't want to get distracted yeah absolutely because then yeah it like messes everything up so yeah that's I just wanted to highlight that um I think that the parting words that I want to leave you on is that yes with habits consistency is so so important it's really important to be able to have that self-discipline and hold yourself accountable it's important to habit building and it's important to entrepreneurship it's important to everything like willpower and discipline are just the they're just gold when it comes to um building a good life for yourself and anything like relationships um any, any area of your life, those are very important things to cultivate. Um, but don't beat yourself up if you fall off the bandwagon. Like if you want to start a new habit and you fall off the bandwagon a couple times, um, don't worry about it. Being strong in your habits and being strong in your self-discipline, it's very much about being able to pull yourself back up after a failure just as much as it is about like actually holding yourself accountable to that stuff. So I just wanted to like put that reminder in there. And with that, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. This was really fun for me to record because this is probably my favorite topic to talk about. So with that being said, like feel free to reach out and start some conversations with us about habits, what questions you have, what habits you're working on right now. If you need an accountability buddy for anything, like post in our Facebook group and we'll be happy to to accommodate that um, because 
I, this is just like my, this is my favorite thing to talk about. I, I love it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun recording this episode as well. So please like, yeah, reach out to us. What habits are you working on? Let us know in a review on your favorite podcast platform or catch us on Instagram at Heart Centered Service. Yeah. And until then, um, we will see you next week and go form some really awesome habits. Aloha.